This is the Vince Salerno Podcast, Episode 7. On today's show, we have Miley Durbin as our special guest talking about Room, part of our new Oscar Spotlight segment. Also, we're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers crossover, the new La La Land teaser, and much, much more. So sit back and relax because the Vince Salerno Podcast starts right now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Vince Salerno Podcast on this Friday, August 26, 2016. I'm your host, Vince Salerno, and uh, like last week, I have a special guest with me. A lot of you guys have been saying that you like you like it when I have special guests on the show, so I'm trying to do that more and more. And uh, yeah, this, this one's definitely no different from the others. Um, <laughs> she's a good friend of mine. We've worked on a lot of projects together. She's got a new film coming out, and uh, she's here to talk about all sorts of movie news stuff and everything in between. She is Miley Durbin. Miley, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me. I'm yeah. excited. So let's uh, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about you. So, like, I guess what do you do? What are you up to right now? So um, currently going to film school, as most, most of us are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm emphasizing in directing, and I've got um, a directing two final project coming up that I've been in the – it's been in the works for a bit. I'm currently on post-production for that right now, so it's coming together pretty well. I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Cool, yeah. I remember you reading the script out loud for that, and really excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to see it, too. All right, well, if you're ready, let's let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, so first off, we're starting with the top five. If you guys are new to the show, the top five is basically uh, the top five news stories of the week uh, picked by me because... Who else would pick them? <laughs> um, so number one this week is Vin Diesel just announced on Facebook, where else, that uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy will cross over with the Avengers in Avengers Infinity War, not part one anymore. Um, now, of course, this is in normal Vin Diesel fashion because he has a tendency to leak anything and everything uh, in his, when it comes to like projects he's involved with, like, I don't even think he had clearance from Marvel to announce this, so it's just kind of hilarious that he just sort of does it, and it's like, oh, well, you know, if I get in trouble, you know, they really do much because people love me. Right. So it's it's just hilarious. But on another note, Guardians crossing over with Avengers, that's something I've been looking forward to for a long time, and it's absolutely necessary because, you know, with the... I don't know if you know much about Infinity War, but it's basically everybody versus Thanos, and so it's very necessary to have as many characters as you can in there. Even, I know it's a long shot, but even the characters from the Netflix series, I think you need to somehow fit them in there, get them in there, fighting Thanos or not. Anyways, um, but yeah, being a big Marvel fan, that's something I've been looking forward to for a long time, and uh, I'm glad it's it's finally finally going to happen. What do, you, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it sounds like Civil War was kind of the first big, like, oh, this is so cool, we get to see all these Marvel characters together, Mm -hmm. and this just sounds like a step up from that. Right. So, I mean, it sounds really exciting. I think the only thing that would be worrisome is, like, achieving high expectations. Mm -hmm. Because I know it's, like, with Batman versus Superman, um, I know there are some fans who were disappointed 
I was I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know there's, like, mixed reviews on that, but it's, like, I know people were kind of disappointed because they tried to do so much in one movie. Yeah. And so I feel like it sounds like this is one of those <clears throat> movies that has the potential to do that, but then again, it's Marvel, and they've been so successful with, right. you know, executing these films very well. So it's, like... Um, yeah, it's like you kind of have that doubt, but then it's Marvel, so I feel like we yeah. could definitely trust them to do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been very consistent with their movies. Like, there's maybe two or three that are that are that are not great, mm-hmm. but they're not downright terrible. Right, um, and that's that's like with all the Marvel movies, though. Yeah, or in terms of like the cinematic universe, like if you've got a couple that are just meh, like you're doing something right. You're do- yeah, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I agree with you. So like spy- having Spider Man and Black Panther and all the other remaining Avengers in Civil War was definitely like like a high point for the cinematic universe, especially mm-hmm. getting Spider Man. Um, right. That's another <laughs> exciting prospect is having Spider Man in an Avengers movie, not just introducing him uh, in this in Civil War where he has like a you know a seventeen minute scene where he's fighting all the superheroes. Um, but to actually have him in a movie where he's fighting with everybody and they're all right. united again, because obviously they're sort of fractured now, if you've seen the end of yeah. Civil War. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> you should have seen it by now. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Guardians. My two favorite Marvel characters in the, those movies are Star-Lord and Captain America, so um, to, see, to see those two interact is going to be pretty awesome. Um, and also, in other Guardians of the Galaxy news... Um, there was a bit of concept art that leaked, not leaked, but was released uh, earlier this week. And it shows the Guardians fighting like this giant tentacly monster with all these teeth and, excuse me, and they're uh, shooting lasers at it. They're on jetpacks. Baby Groot's in the Whoa. corner going, wee! And, <laughs> and I, did you get to see that? Or? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, well, I mean. But that sounds really cool. I'll it is really cool. Yeah, it's just another little taste of what we're going to get from Volume 2, which That's awesome. I'm so excited for. Yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, obviously Marvel has shown themselves as being more than capable of like putting out good movies, so All it's right. like just bumping that up each time, Yeah, like raising the bar for themselves. I think that's really cool. Exactly. And and it seems like they have a lot of trust in James Gunn and his vision because they've given, right. they, they've let him basically do whatever the heck he wants. Like, they let him take his time on writing the script. Mm-hmm. They, I think they wanted to get the movie out in, like, 2016. And then they gave him another year. So they're very trusting of James Gunn. And, you know, we all should be very trusting. He's going to give us nothing more than a satisfying sequel. Yep, so, I agree. All right, now on to topic number two. The second teaser for... The new film La La Land has been released, one which I am uber excited for. Yeah. Um, first teaser came out featuring a song from Ryan Gosling called City of Stars. This one features a song from Emma Stone called Audition. And man, is, is it is it just like melancholically satisfying and, and all sorts of stuff. Like I was, I was talking to uh, uh, Joe Anderson the other day mm-hmm. and we were talking about how like as artists this movie is going to destroy us. Like, Pretty much. We're going to be bawling in the theater because it's like, you know... So beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, we all know what it's like to be in the industry and, and and basically have that trial and error situation where we're going to places and... Or at least we will experience that. Right. I guess I can't say we have because we're film students. But just, I mean, just knowing that's, that's what's to come, it's just like, oh, man, and seeing these characters go through 
what they're going to go through as musicians, as actors in musicals and stuff. It's just going to be brutal. And it takes, I believe it takes place in uh, modern day Los Angeles. So it's, it's relevant, even really? though it looks like, it looks like it's, it looks like an, like kind of an, like a throwback. Piece. Yeah. yeah. But huh. it is, it actually is in modern day LA. So, um, That's really yeah, cool. I almost cried watching this teaser. Uh, as I did the first one. Um, <laughs> it just looks absolutely stunning. This movie just came out of nowhere, and I, I cannot wait. And uh, you saw the trailer, too. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, no, no. I think just the film itself, it, it looks like it's going to be sort of the epitome of, like, a romanticized life in L.A. kind yeah. of vibe. You know, it's 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 visually stunning. It's got kind of a whimsical, almost daydreamy vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. And so it'll be definitely interesting to see how that pans out. Um, I think this is, you know, with Emma Stone and, uh, Ryan Gosling, this has been the last thing they worked on together. That was Crazy Stupid Love, right? Or have they been on something They did then? Crazy Stupid Love. They did Gangster Squad together. I think this is That's the right. third thing they've done together. I could be wrong. This but... will be interesting because it's like, I feel like their character dynamics change with mm-hmm. each film. So it'll be really interesting to see how they play this one out. Yeah, but, but they already have that like built-in chemistry Exactly. Too. And they're such powerful leads in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. that Especially And such good awesome. actors. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they're, they're both very like dynamic actors. So right. it'll be really cool to see them like as a power couple in this one mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see it it looks beautiful mm-hmm. and yeah. the fact that it's gonna be like a musical and yeah it's just, everything about it just seems so just like an, an original musical too right like it's not an adaptation of anything it's, it's from the guy who did whiplash <sighs> yep and i haven't seen whiplash yet i saw oh, that that's so good is it yeah. yeah no no but it's interesting because it's like when i saw it from the writer and director of whiplash it was kind of Interesting because Whiplash is so di- different like movie. different. Yeah, I know. Like in terms of tone, yeah, it's very it's much more intense and very gritty. Whereas this one's a lot more kind of like flowy and daydream like. So, mm-hmm. um, this is another reason why I'm really interested to see it because I'm, you know, I want to see this director kind of do different styles and different genres. Mm-hmm. But no, Whiplash is really good. Yeah, you sh- you I see saw it. <laughs> I saw the I saw the clip where he throws a chair at his head and he gives him a hard time, makes him cry, and it's super intense, but it's really good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good, and the performances are really solid. And they only, they shot that in like, I want to say it was like thirteen days. Like it was some really? ridiculous because they only wow. have a few locations, and nice. throughout the whole film. So they just like they camped just, out all night yeah. and filmed the movie. Wow, it's that's crazy, interesting. and the cinematography is really cool, and like. It's just got this intensity and right. It's just really good. Nice. Hopefully, La La Land isn't too intense. Right. <laughs> but um, no, we're both looking forward to that, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a hit. Definitely gonna be an Oscar contender. All right, number three, uh, the first full trailer for Batman: Return of the Cape Crusaders has been released. This is the <clears throat> animated continuation of the 1960s Batman, which <laughs> I grew up with. Um, my earliest memory of that show is having the VHS version of the the Batman the movie, mm-hmm. as it was called, and I watched that thing a hundred times with, with my little <laughs> brother. We were such big fans of Adam West and Burt Ward, yeah. and I heard about a year ago that this movie was happening, and then I didn't hear anything else, and I was like, well, is it happening? Because it'd be really cool if it was, and right. then two weeks ago, the teaser gets released where they're on the... <laughs> they're on like this a TV dinner being rolled into an oven yep, I saw and then that. you know now we get a week later we get the full trailer showing mm-hmm. 
all the characters more whimsical, funny, satirical Batman and Robin right. shenanigans and but yeah, did you did you grow up with the show or do you do I, you know about it? No, I didn't grow up with the show, but watching watching the trailer, I was curious, is this something that's new or was this kind of like a uh, a remastered version or is this something very like new this is like, like a new continuation because that's so cool because yeah you know you know adam westbrook right. or they they actually played those characters like physically yeah. played those characters back in the day obviously they're too old to do yeah. that now so this is kind of the that's really bittersweet cool, way to like kind of like the force awakens of yeah. the batman 1966 um and my hope is that if this movie is successful, um, they just keep cranking these out until Adam West and Burt Ward uh, hit the graves. <laughs> no, 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 but I, I noticed like the cast list that they kept the original actors from that show. Which, yeah. Which is why I was wondering <clears throat> if it was something new or if it was just mm -hmm. like a... Like a remake of Yeah, the, but that's really, really... I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. it's like, there's something about having the original actors right it's, yeah i don't know that that's really cool to me <laughs> and just the fact that like um with dc animation they've had like multiple like super dark gritty batman films like batman returns <clears throat> most recently the killing joke which right. is like you know their darkest film yet it was like rated yeah. r <laughs> for obvious reasons right um and to have this come out and be like a complete contrast of all that and just be a throwback to that style of batman exactly uh it's just is it's awesome and yeah being a big fan i i'm really looking forward to it yeah i think that's cool i think part of it too is like we see this this trend with studios trying to make him like kind of pg-13 like but still kid-friendly but it's like right. you have this huge demand for like gritty rated r like superhero yeah. films and so i feel like this is a nice compromise to be like all right like let, let's put something out like specifically for kids mm -hmm. you know um, Even for the old folks too who grew up with the show, right, like, I'm sure they're exactly. gonna love the hell out of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like it's it's a way to be able to like ensure that younger audiences can see it without having to like compromise, yeah. making it R and stuff. So exactly. I think I don't know. I think it'd be really cool if studios kind of took that um, yeah. trend and ran with it because um, I don't know. I think if you if you allow something to be R, there's there's a lot you can get out of it. And yeah. so it's like... You sacrifice um, a big uh, portion of your audience. Exactly. Because, um, you know, parents aren't going to let them exactly. see a R-rated Batman movie. <laughs> exactly. But then again, that's like if you dilute it, it comes off diluted. Yeah. And then that's not satisfying. So it's like, I think, you know, if, if they do continue this um, uh, Batman kind of animated uh, these series of films, mm -hmm. I think that would be a good way to kind of even Contrast, everything out. yeah. yeah. Especially with dark, gritty Ben Affleck as Batman, which exactly. don't change. And also, <laughs> if you have not seen the 1966, I don't even know if it's 1966, if you haven't seen the 1960s Batman show or the movie, stop this show, do your homework, watch it, and then get ready for Return of the Cape Crusaders because you'll see. It's great. It's, Someone's excited. It's cheesy as can't be. I'm excited. Yep. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah. Okay, uh, number four. Uh, Doug Lyman has been in the news uh, now, and is he's been involved with, uh, I think he was involved with Edge of Tomorrow, pretty sure he direct, directed that one, mm -hmm. or Live Darkly, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> um, I think he's directing the sequel, not sure, uh, but recently he's been announced as the director of DC's latest uh, film, Justice League Dark. And Justice League Dark, for those who don't know, is basically like 
the magical, mystical, creepy, uh, Halloweenish characters of the DC universe. So like uh, Constantine, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, a bunch of other characters. I don't, I don't know. Um, but this is interesting because he was also confirmed to direct the Gambit movie with um, with uh, Channing Tatum. And that project's been delayed multiple times, and now it's delayed again because they just lost their director, reportedly. Uh, so first, uh, on just on him directing Justice League Dark, um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's doing another project. I'm happy that DC is not like backing down on films just because uh, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad are getting right. trashed by critics. I haven't seen Suicide Squad, so I have no idea how it is, but I did like Batman v Superman. I mean... I didn't like most of it, um, right. but to hear that they're not backing down, that they're still going forward, they still have confidence in their stories and stuff, um, you know, it's, it's good to hear, because right. they have a plan, they have a game plan, and they're sticking to it, and Doug Lyman is a great director, as I said, directed Edge of Tomorrow, the first Born movie, um, I can't remember any other film he's I done. I think he did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, too. Yeah, I think he did do that one, too, so he's got a wide variety of films that he's done right. um, so he can tackle on different genres so this is good news for him uh have you ever heard of justice league dark or what do you think of him taking on um, the property i've not not heard of the specific uh the justice league dark mm -hmm. just because there's so many like keep up with right no, I, <laughs> but I, no I, yeah but it honestly sounds like right up my alley so i'll definitely be on the lookout for that yeah one. um but no i think it's cool to have a director that we've not like seen anything huge from in a while like yeah. you know you look at his filmography filmography and it's like if you go back and i was like oh yeah like i remember those things so it's mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to get like a fresh a fresh face in there to kind of you know take Spice on things up yeah i think that'll be really really cool and like refreshing mm -hmm. to yeah. to see yeah no it'll be interesting and i feel like he's not he has like the the means to do it like it's it's yeah. it feels like it's in his genre to do it so mm -hmm. um yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how he goes about it. And, yeah. Yeah, and it's good that they're not, like, stopping production on this or anything. Yeah, like they're, they're not cowering in fear because of all the negative buzz. Right. However, they should be considering improving the quality of these films because they're, they haven't been great. Um, right. Yeah, I think, I think what happens is, like, especially studios, like, I, I'm a huge, like, critic of blockbuster Hollywood. Um, yeah. I just feel like... They're focusing too much on competing, and That's exactly where, what I whereas think like too. Marvel, it's just like okay, let's make sure we get like great source. We like we stay true to the source material, and we we tell we, good stories. Yeah, we tell good stories, and that's what's been working for them. And I think if you just have movies that are coming out of you know the range of oh, we have to be better or we have to be just as good, it's like if that's your motivation, you're like it's gonna come off. You're trying too hard, right? Especially with their issue of having too many cooks in the kitchen and being like, no, yep. you gotta do this and this and this. It's like, stop. Just mm -hmm. stop. Right. Um, okay, on another note, Doug Lyman's not directing Gambit. And this is probably the fourth or fifth time Gambit's been delayed. I don't know if you've been following the progress of that movie, but what do you think about that? Um, honestly, it's kind of frustrating because I was really excited to hear that Gambit was going to get a movie, especially with Channing Tatum because... Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not, like, the biggest Channing Tatum fan, but I do, I have seen his acting range, and I think he's very, very capable of, like, taking on a role like this, mm -hmm. and it would be really cool to see him, like, as 
like a superhero. So yeah, I'm excited to see it, and it just sucks that it keeps getting pushed back. Yeah, I hope it gets made because he's he's one of the few stars that like still is like he's like one of the biggest box office draws in terms mm -hmm. of Hollywood stars. Very, Definitely. I mean, some could say that the the Hollywood star the, the Hollywood box office draw in terms of actors is is that time is dead, but. At the same time, you got Chris Pratt, who's a big draw, Channing Tatum, The Rock, uh, Melissa McCarthy, people like that who mm -hmm. their movies make money because they are in the movies. So I can't say, I can't agree that that type of draw is completely dead. But mm -hmm. um, he would he's yeah I, I've been excited for this movie too, and he would definitely add to the X Men franchise. Oh, definitely. Since they're, especially since they're losing Wolverine too. Yeah. Um, but at this point, like. Some people are saying like maybe they should just not make the movie at all. I still want them to, but at yeah. the same time, if it just keeps getting delayed, maybe it's maybe you should just consider introducing Gambit in a group X Men film and not mm -hmm. worry on his solo film. Yeah, um, and then maybe worry about it like ten years down because it's supposed to come out this year. It was supposed to come out in November, I believe, Dang. and it just keeps getting delayed. So I was gonna say I've been hearing about this for years. I feel like mm -hmm. and. Which, it's disappointing, because X-Men, they're so fun. I think... They are. The, like, the X-Men films were, like, the first superhero films that I was, like, introduced to, because it's, like... The, the first one came out in, like, late 90s? 99 or yeah. 2000 It was, like, or the first, like, big, like, comic book superhero movie, and, like... Yeah. Um, my parents... My parents were, like, huge, like, comic book geeks growing up, so oh, they're, like... Awesome. they I basically... Yeah, like, I grew up watching superhero hero films because of them. So, yeah, I was, like, raised on X-Men, and so it's, That's like, awesome, any yeah. X-Men film coming out, I'm just like, heck, yeah, I'm going to see that. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully yeah. hopefully we'll get a Gambit film. Yeah. I would like that. That'd be nice. And if not, we still have plenty more X-Men films to come out in the next Very few true. years. Okay, so our final uh, topic in the top five is a little different. Um, it's about music. And uh, I know what you guys are thinking. This is a movie podcast. We don't talk about music. Well, you know what? It's also my podcast, so screw you guys. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so I'm a big fan of Michael Buble, who's a, a jazz singer. Um, every album he comes out with is like new and different and fresh and fun, and I just I'm a huge fan of uh, his work. And he just came out with a new single called "Nobody But Me," which is also the title track of his new album "Nobody But Me." Um, in addition to this, he also released a woman's fragrance, which. Not interested in it at all, but we're here to talk about the song. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, the thing I like about Michael Buble is that every every album he comes out with, he always tries to do something new. He always has a different. I mean, it's it's still consistent because that's Michael Buble, of course. But mm -hmm. it's it's he always adds new people, tries new things, meshes things together. And this song is like a mesh of like like swing, jazz, and hip hop, and it's it's it. It flows together really well. I was surprised at how um, how well all the elements came together, and uh, I believe this new album comes out uh, October. I want to say October. Could be wrong, but just in time for the holidays. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Miley, what do you, what do you think? I, first off, are you a Michael Bublé fan, or do you? Um, I I do like his stuff. I've never like been a fan to the point of like buying an album or like going to a concert but like mm -hmm. my my mom she has a couple of his cds and she'll be listening to him and i think he's he's a great he's a great artist and he's good to listen to and yeah his songs are so catchy and nice and so yeah i i like michael buble um yeah. 
What do you think of the new song? I really liked it. And I, I totally agree with what you said. It was like, it's something different, but it's not so different from his style, mm-hmm. it, which I think is cool because it's like artists either get in, in like trouble with fans for either putting out the same song over and over again or completely changing their sound. Yeah. So it's like those who can find a happy balance, like a happy medium, like kudos to them. And I think that's right. what he did. And it honestly, it's such a cool song. And it sounded like something that should have been in like a trailer or like a movie or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you got that vibe, but... Um, I get that I, vibe with like I every really, song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's a filmmaker's thing. <laughs> it really is, though. <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, no, I really liked it. And I'm excited to see what the rest of the album is going to sound like. Cool, so. yeah. Yes, sir. Michael Buble, the man. So yeah, I, again, that album, I believe, comes out in October, uh, around the holiday season, if I'm not even close to the release date. Um, and yeah, if you're interested in his fragrance, I guess you can go buy it. Yeah, get I'm it not, for your mom. Get it for your mom. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that is the top five. Once again, that's Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers crossing over in Avengers Infinity War. The La La Land teaser, second teaser, I should say. The full Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders trailer. Doug Lyman directing Justice League Dark. And Michael Buble's new single, Nobody But Me. Alrighty, now we're on to the topic of the week. This is a part of the show where we take one specific topic. Could be a movie, could be something about filmmaking, could be some advice, could be an experience I just had or my friends just had. And we talk about it for about ten minutes, so... Sit back and relax this for this topic of the week. So um, the main reason why I wanted Miley to come on to the show is because um, <clears throat> I last week, last weekend, or no, two weekends ago, I just watched uh, the movie Room for the first time, starring Brie Larson and uh, Jacob... Uh, Tremblay. Tremblay. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, absolutely loved it. My, I posted on, on Snapchat that I was watching and Miley's like, oh my gosh, you're watching The Room. That's awesome. And um, we just were talking about it for like a good 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just thought like, you know, it'd be really cool to have Miley come on the show and talk about it since, you know, you're, you're such a big fan of the I movie. Um, so I also thought it'd be cool to take this opportunity to introduce a new segment on the show. So this isn't going to be a regular thing, but... Um, I guess I should explain. So the new segment is called Oscar Spotlight. And basically how it's going to work is if I see a movie that, that won Oscars and, uh, was, uh, praised by critics and fans alike, uh, mainly just the fact that it's an Oscar film, uh, I'm going to talk about it with a friend or someone who's, you know, a pretty good expert on it. And uh, we just talk about why it's good, why it deserves the Oscars, and what Oscars it actually won. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about Room today. And if you haven't seen it, which, I mean, first off, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> um, Room is about uh, a woman who has been uh, kidnapped in a, uh, in, a, in a garden shed? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, in a garden shed for seven years. And within that seven years, she has a child, um, and she's been... Uh, taking care of him in this shed and both of them have been there for seven years well him not so much but um he's what five in the movie he's he just he celebrates his sixth birthday like sixth the beginning birthday of the yeah movie. so um so they've been in there for almost their entire his entire life um and 
the movie is about them breaking out of the shell, this the room, as they call it, and them adjusting to a life outside of the room, and this little kid also adjusting to the life outside room because he's only grown up with this this eleven by eleven mm-hmm. garden shed, and he has to now adapt to the real world. Um, so my let's start with you because obviously you're you're obviously a much bigger fan, much bigger <laughs> expert on this movie than I am. Um, why is this movie so good? That oh my gosh, that's such a big question. I I remember going to see it because I really wanted. I'm a huge indie film mm-hmm. fan, and I don't I don't go to the movies like movie theaters a lot. Mm-hmm. I saw this one in theaters twice. Oh wow! <laughs> um, and I remember the first time I saw it, it was like me and a group of friends, and we just like were speechless afterwards. We were just like, what did we just see? Um, I think what makes it so compelling is just like the emotional connection you have with like these characters where their situation is so unimaginable. Like, I don't, I don't know of anyone who could be like, oh, I can completely relate to that. But yeah. yet somehow, like through their experiences and it's like going through this journey with them, you feel everything that they're feeling. And it's so insane. And it's just very emotional and really, it's like heartbreaking, but then there's like, you've got this aspect of hope and like, I don't know, a lot of the themes it deals with are very, like, universal, and it just, it's a, it's a thought provoker. I think that's why I loved it so much, because it was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I knew, I knew of, um, oh, I remember Gabe and I were bugging Professor Scoggins about seeing it, and then Mm -hmm. he finally saw it, and he was just like, I saw it once, and I'm just like, never gonna see it again. (laughs) And then I know Meg, her parents, uh, Meg Boyle, her parents, uh, watched it. And, like, they didn't want to talk about it afterwards. Mm. So it's, like, obviously, if you're a parent, obviously, it's, 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 very it's more difficult. effective, yeah. yeah. But it was just, like, even me not having kids, obviously, it was just very crazy. Mm-hmm. Although it was weird because the little kid, he's, like, around this, he's, like, the actor's the same age as my brother. And oh, he, really? he he kind of looks similar to him. And it's, like, I'd watch him in interviews and I'd be, like, oh, Harrison talks like that. So <laughs> that was kind of weird for me. Um, but, no, I just think... It's a beautiful story. It's about, like, just a mother's love for her child. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just how far that goes. It's it's just insane. And uh, just the performances, too, were just brilliant. Absolutely. Just yeah. amazing. It, like, made that film. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, the casting definitely, like, made that film. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you said. It's definitely a hard film to watch Mm -hmm. especially yeah for parents like I know I know um my parents would hate this film (laughs) not just not because they think it's terrible but just because you know that anxiety of you know taking care of your child and possibly losing your child and and just everything that that everything that film has emotionally is just like even for people who don't have kids like for Mm -hmm. me I was just like oh my gosh this is really heavy like yeah I, I, unfortunately, I would, I didn't cry, but I would have if, You uh, didn't cry? I, oh my I got, I got teary-eyed. I don't know. I, <laughs> I was a mess. <laughs> I think, I think I was, I was, I watched it and I, I just turned it on like right when I got up. I was just like, oh, it's eight in the morning. I should get up. I turned on, turn it on. And it usually takes me a while to like actually like wake up. Got it. So I'm not usually a crier when I'm just like <laughs> fresh getting out of bed. Right. No, uh, I think sense. if I, if I like waited till like the afternoon to watch it, I would have totally just bald but yep. <laughs> um i felt the emotion just it's it's yeah and i, I like the, you said hope i think yep. that's the big thing that this film leaves you with that most films like this don't really have is that 
is that um, the journey this mother and her child go through and the fact that, you know, despite all the obstacles they come across in the film, they overcome them eventually. And at the end, there's hope and they confront their, the, the main obstacle, the room, like face to face at the end of the movie, yep. spoilers. And uh, that was just a super powerful moment when the kid, um, what's his name? Jack. Jack. He's just saying, you know, say goodbye to room mommy. Yep. And then she's just silent. She shouldn't even say, she just silently just goes, she like mouths, she mouths it. it. Yeah. She's mouths by room. And it's like, that's all you need. That was more powerful, I thought, than her actually saying out loud by room. Because I, I was expecting that. I was like, yep. okay, that's great. That's a great line. And she didn't even say it. I was like, oh. And just yeah. the fact that, you know, the end shot is that, that mm-hmm. uh, tilting up and they're walking away. And it's just like, oh, that is a powerful, powerful scene, powerful yeah. shot. And just shows that, yes, there's, there's hope. And that these, this mother and her child have gone through hell and back. Mm-hmm. And they're going, they're going to live on. They're going yep. to, they're going to live from this experience, and right. they're going to have better lives now. And uh, yeah, I just and also let's let's talk about performances real quick. I've had my eye on Brie Larson for the longest time. I'm, I'm telling people like, hey, keep an eye on Brie Larson. She's going to go somewhere one of these days, and no one believed me. And then a year later, she wins an Oscar, and I'm just like, yes, I know. And now she's. She's up for other movies. Mm-hmm. She's got Captain Marvel. Yep. She's directing a movie. Like, all these things just out of this one performance. And it's just so well-deserved because she's, mm-hmm. been, she's been in so many great movies and has just given such a great performance in all of them. I'm just like, when's her time going to exactly. come? And, and her time has finally come. And also, um, Jacob Tremblay, the kid, um, I he's just... He's great. He's insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, and I, I, for the, when I, I came into this expecting this to be like Brie Larson's movie, but nope. <laughs> like, I'd say like, for the most part, this is his movie. Like he carries this movie, and you, I mean, I mm-hmm. even I could he probably has more screen time than Brie Larson. It's really about yep. when you when you get down to it, it's really about him and him adjusting to the world and wanting to go back to the room. I just, I love how he always says, can we go back to room? It's like, yeah. no, you can't because this is our home. This is the world. You have, there, you have to realize there's more to life than room. Yeah. And just all those moments were so powerful. And it takes, it takes a special person to act like that. And, yeah. and Jacob Tremblay is a very special young, young kid. And man, does he give a great performance. Yeah, I I consider myself a big like Jacob Tremblay fan, which sounds really weird because he's like he's like like seven or eight. Yeah, Yeah, but he he was so compelling and so engaging to watch, and it's like that's such a heavy role to take on for that amount of screen time. Like his his character carries the story, you know, and it's like basically it's like if you didn't get someone good to play that role or even to play the role of Ma, like the movie would not have worked. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that he was able to take that on. And to be convincing. I think that was the biggest thing. He was so convincing. I didn't feel like I was watching a kid act. You know what I mean? It was like, he was very genuine with everything. And and it's so interesting when it's like you you see him on these interviews where it's like the, the hosts try to ask but not ask, like, you know... Did you actually know what was going on? Because they'd be yeah. like, you know, this isn't like a kid's movie. There's some scary stuff that happens. Like, yeah. how did... And it's like, you can just tell he... 
Like, he literally had no idea what the movie was actually about. Right, yeah. And yet he was still able to deliver something so powerful, which I think is what it's effective because that was the point of Jack's character is, like, he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Like, he had no idea all these bad things were happening. Like, um, he just, he was completely oblivious. And so I think that helped with, you know, the acting. But mm-hmm. it was just, just being able to pull that off was just so absolutely incredible. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, I think that was part of the, I, I did some research. I, I think that was part of, like, his preparation was that, like, mm-hmm. they, they gave him his scenes, but they didn't tell him anything else. And they would right. just describe very vaguely what was going on um and yeah i guess for a kid like that like i mean you don't really want to totally expose him to all these these terrible things um and that's i think that's the best way to get a performance out of a kid like that and um yeah just just great performance i can't can't give him enough praise and brie larson right and and um i was totally shocked when i i didn't even know that joan allen Mm -hmm. uh william h macy were in this movie and those two are our favorites of mine obviously joan allen from the Bourne films william h macy in basically everything because he's (laughs) he's great at everything um uh yeah and also the the writer or the the i guess this was also based on a book i'm hearing if you've read the book you'll know this is the most right the most faithful adaptation of a book ever like yeah one of them well it was so interesting because she actually um she wrote this as a screenplay initially yeah but she then she like and she wanted it to be a movie but then she wrote it as a book first to then get turned into yeah a and then she like shopped around for directors and people yep. pitching it to her then um i don't know the director's name but he sent her like a 10 page fan letter saying like i really love your movie i want to direct it and mm-hmm. then they met and they tweaked the screenplay a little bit and uh yeah and that that's interesting in itself because you know right. i just i just saw um Saving Mr. Banks, mm-hmm. and it's just like you know, writers or book writers turning their books into movies. It's like, oh well, let's pray to God. It's not like um, uh, P.T. Travelers and her yeah. experience with Disney, um, but it's cool when when stuff like that happens, and she wants to turn it into a movie. And exactly, you know, in today's society, it's like those adaptations are probably the most popular, most profitable type movies right. out there. Besides superhero movies, of course, and everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, if you haven't seen Room, you got to check it out. Um, definitely, Miley. Do you have any just closing remarks on Room? Um, I think something I wanted to mention was like you know we have a, there's always films that explore popular themes and such as like you know love conquers all and it's like mm-hmm. there's so many ways that that can come off super cliche or like overdone or cheesy but it's like all the themes in this movie like we've seen them before but the way it plays out is just so powerful and it like Mm -hmm. sticks with you so I I definitely think this one just executed everything so well and it's just a it's a beautiful touching movie and yeah it's definitely one worth watching because it'll just it'll like grab you and it'll just keep you there Mm -hmm. and it just it's very intense and suspenseful, but it's also heartwarming and heartbreaking, and it's just beautiful. Like it's yeah. just it's just such a beautiful film. Everything about it is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. And um, so the Oscar spotlight part. Um, this film was nominated for, I believe, four Academy Awards. 
only won one of them, but mm-hmm. well-deserved yep. won. Brie Larson obviously won, won the Academy Award for Best uh, Actress in a Feature Film. Um, and I was so happy because I was rooting for her the entire time and so happy she won. And now it's led to a, a very successful career for her, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping she goes takes off very far. And, I mean, I think this was... Do you know what else it was nominated for? Uh, it was like adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Um, best film, best director. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so the, just those three, uh, and of course, like I mean, looking at it now, is like I'm I'm surprised it didn't get, didn't win any of those awards. But at the same time, looking at the slate of films, right. like oh, that's why. Yeah, but I mean, if exactly. those if those films weren't out there, it's like I'd say give them all the room. Because yep. the directing and just just having to direct the kid in that way is like that takes a How specific type yeah. of director. So yeah, put him in there for a nomination. Um, I was surprised Jacob Tremblay didn't get nominated. For yeah, anything. I felt like that was I a was, big snub too. Even yeah. having not seen the movie, I was just like, you know, that kid probably should have gotten he, an award, a nomination too. And I think that's another. Yeah. You know, people talk about like whitewashing the Oscars. It's like, you know. Maybe, are the Oscars anti-kid or, anti-kid or something? Because the kids should get an opportunity as well. He got, like, what was it? The SAG Award. He got, he got, he got some a, type of a BAFTA or a SAG. It was something like that. He got an He won something for that. And people were, like, calling it from then. They were like, yeah, you could potentially win, like, Best Actor. And you'd be, like, the youngest kid to ever get it. But it's like he wasn't even nominated. So mm-hmm. that was kind of disappointing. I don't even know who's the youngest kid to win an Oscar. Yeah. Shirley Temple. Either. Yeah, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so obviously, uh, Room deserves all its Oscar wins, all its nominations. Of course, we wanted to win more, but there's <laughs> obvious reasons why it didn't. Right. Um, but this is, but these reasons and more are why we love Room and why it's part of our Oscar spotlight and why you should go check it out. Um, and also, guys, if you have any recommendations for other films that uh, you'd like me and special guest to cover for Oscar Spotlight, let me know in the comments, send me a message, and I'd love to uh, to cover them. Maybe one that Miley could come back for. That would be fun. Maybe Sweeney Todd? Oh, Did my that gosh. that any Oscars? No, it won uh, Golden Globe, though. Okay, close enough, close enough. <laughs> but, yeah, no, send me in your recommendations, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, I was going to cut it off there and leave the show, but we have a breaking story that we're going to cover real quick. Two... Brand new images for Beauty and the Beast have been released. One featuring the first look at uh, Luminaire and Cogsworth, and the other featuring a behind-the-scenes picture with uh, a very uh, distant look at uh, Gaston and his uh, sidekick guy, played by Josh Gad. Um, So, Miley, you and I were talking about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're a big fan of Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is one of my... (laughs) Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite, like classic Disney princess films. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. has their Disney film. Mine, of course, is Toy Story, but <laughs> this definitely comes a second, like, second best. Um, and for multiple reasons, like, I, I saw this movie when I was uh, very young and really liked it. Um, my cousin was played Belle in the musical in her high school and made me fall in love with it even more. Yeah. And um, just, you know, and it's such a great, great story. It really is. Um, and so to hear that it was being adapted into live action, I was just like, yes, finally. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, Miley, what do you think of these pictures? I'm just ex- I'm just excited because it's like you hear 
like you hear about the cast and you hear, you know, oh, it's being adapted and it's, you know, live action, but it's like, what's that going to look like? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, we're so used to the iconic Disney animated film that it's like, right. what's it going to look like? And I think one of, one of the reasons I love the movie so much is because the, the settings and like the wardrobe and everything in the mm -hmm. original was so beautiful and like detailed it's like are they going to bring that to life and it definitely looks like they have like oh yeah they're sticking with the style from the first trailer you see it like oh it, yeah it's it just gorgeous. oozes with detail yep it it's really crazy does. and it and it honestly looks like a very loyal adaptation you know mm -hmm. it doesn't look it doesn't look like it's it's trying and it doesn't look too modern trying to be yeah fashion. it's like it it's very convincing, and the costumes, um, almost spot are, on. Yeah, and it just looks gorgeous and very realistic, and it just makes me that much more excited. Yeah, the only concern I have is I want to see the faces of because Luminaire is like right. one of my favorite Disney characters, uh -huh. um, and I'm just like, where the hell is his face? I mean, am yeah. I looking at the face or is it like it I don't might know? Be here, let me see. So, like, in, I mean, well, the one that they're comparing it to, they're trying to, like, be in hiding. Yeah, so right. So, maybe it's, like, on I don't the, know, maybe is, he's, is like, Is it on the candlestick, it. or is it on the... It might... Oh, that's right, because it's, like... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, turned around or something. Well, that's 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 a good point, know. maybe. I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm willing to wait. I mean, Cogsworth, if you see the picture, it right. obviously looks like he has a, a, face, a yeah. clock <laughs> with a face on it, um, even though his gears look like someone just puked. In his stomach um but maybe someone actually did i don't know uh but no regardless i think it's safe to say we're both looking forward to beauty and the beast uh, unfortunately we got to wait another uh what six months five months i've been waiting 2017 so <laughs> march 2017 it's like gosh dang it just get here already um but yeah it's gonna be a great movie yeah uh another great addition to disney's uh live action adaptations all right, guys. Well, that's it. That's our show for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'd like to thank Miley. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, We'd course. love to have you come back sometime. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for giving us your insight on Room and everything else. Yeah, of um, Where can the people find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and I'm on uh, Twitter. It's just Miley Durbin. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like I don't know the biggest social media person, but I mm -hmm. I do have a Facebook and a Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, when can we expect the release of your your new film? So it's well, I mean it's an assignment, so it's due this coming Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm I've got a whole team on post right now, so I'm excited to get that done, and that'll be up Wednesday. So cool. Uh, I'm excited for everyone to see it. I've worked really yeah, hard. My yeah. team's worked hard, and. I'm just excited to show it to the world. Yeah, well, if you guys are a fan of indie films and <laughs> people eating food, you're going to like this. Uh, yeah, really excited for it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I am too. All right. Uh, well, you guys can follow me on Twitter simply at the debut 75 Instagram at the debut 75 underscore Vince. Uh, my Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, all that you can find in the description below. Next week, we're going to be talking with Eric Jenkins and Jacob Hadavi, special guest, Pending, I should say, actually. I haven't really confirmed with them, but they are potential special guests for next week. Also, I know uh, I'm also a big fan of Bridget Mendler. Her new song just dropped last night. 
I didn't. I wanted to cover it today. Didn't have time, obviously. So I'm gonna cover that next week, and we'll talk about Bridget Mendler's new song, Atlantis. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for watching or listening, I should say. Have a great weekend. God bless and peace out. Thank <laughs> you.